Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. This is episode number 52, Swimming is a Habit. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. And we are looking at how you can treat swimming as a habit and what this means for your teaching style and your teaching techniques. Now we want to look at how you can create habits, what habits are, and how you can organize your swim lessons to target the specific type of skill and behavior. Habits, what they are, and how they work with swimming. That's right. Today we're talking about swimming as a habit. And we want to look at how you're forming, you're framing your mindset when it comes to teaching swimming and the skill of swimming well. Now, we're going to look at it as a habit, something that you do on, like, automatically on your own over and over again, uh, something that is an automatic response. And we're going to look at how we can create that in our swim lessons. So, to begin with, I've put three links on the show notes. And there are three articles about uh, habits and habit formation. And the first one is from lifehack.org, and it's 18 tricks to make new habits stick. The second one is from 99u.com, and this is five scientific ways to build habits that stick. And the final one, uh, which is a little bit different, um, has a little more pictures in the article. Uh, that is from jamesclear.com and his habit guide. So we're going to take a look at some of the things from these articles about creating habits and we're going to apply them to our swim lessons and our swim lesson instruction. And what I think is important to do here is to start from the basis that swimming, the skill of swimming, the skill of moving your arms, moving your legs, moving your body in a coordinated, specific way, when it's done well, it's a habit. And that's important because it's not an, uh, a thought-out thing with every motion and action. It's not, okay, I'm lifting my hand above the water, I'm reaching my hand forward, I'm placing my hand in the water, palm down, I'm putting my forehand down, I'm putting my, I'm bending my elbow to keep my forehand lower than my elbow, I'm pulling the water while rotating my hips, I'm continuing kicking through, you know, you're not, that internal monologue is not always running. It's, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I need to breathe. I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I need to breathe. When can I need to breathe? You know, it's, I'm swimming in a general sense versus uh, I'm, I'm doing all these specific actions. Now, that's important. That's the goal. We don't want to have our swimmers thinking of every single step as they go through front crawl, as they go through breaststroke or butterfly. We want to establish habits early on so then they don't have to think about them. They automatically do them. And not just do them, but do them well. So the earlier we can establish healthy and useful habits for swimming, then the more layers of complexity that we can put onto that habit. Now, this is why this is the foundation of swimming ideas and the swimming ideas curriculum is we want to start with good habit formation. And that is essentially in 
the front glides and the back glides. So we go underwater first. You know, you get that out of the way. That's a that's like a roadblock. That's a hurdle to swimming. Once you can go underwater, then we can start teaching you how to actually move in the water. So the essential habit that we build on is keeping your body straight. Soldier position. Now, I coach a lot of swimming. I teach a lot of swimming as well. And the one constant theme that I could apply to anybody in a competitive or swim lesson setting is body line and posture. Is the participant, is the swimmer keeping their body tall, straight, narrow, core engaged? You know, are they in that soldier position? When I say soldier, I mean uh, back straight, shoulders back slightly, chin pressed into the spine, so backwards, not up or down, uh, diaphragm or stomach and hips slightly rotated forward to bring everything stacked up. So if you were stacking soccer balls on top of each other, that's what we're looking at. That's the one consistency that you can look at across all ability levels. You know, you can look at a senior level or a high school 18, 19-year-old elite athlete, and the first thing that you can look at is their body line and posture. You know, chances are they have it, but when they slip out of alignment, when they slip out of the line, that's a a point that you can say, okay, here's a point of improvement because every time you slip out of alignment, you're increasing your drag. So you're slowing yourself down. You're making your strokes less efficient because now you have a curve. So you're not going in a straight line. You're not hydrodynamic as much as you were. You know, so that's the first thing you can look at for age group swimmers. So five to 12, this is where the habit starts getting formed. You know, the 11, 12-year-olds, the ones that are the elite swimmers, the higher-end swimmers, they should have the line. They should have it. If their head is raised, their chin is lifted, you know, occasionally, it's, it's the discipline of that that keeps that from happening. Again, there's another touch point that you can correct. You know, you want to stay in alignment. You want to keep your body straight. And for beginners on swim teams, I'd say the majority of our practices are designed to reinforce or talk about this soldier position. Um, and in swim lessons, you know, level four, level three, level two, level one, every single level, a core component of that is keeping the body in alignment, keeping the body posture correct. And most of our language is designed, you know, the front glide script. Put your arms out in front of me, you, put your shoulders in the water, put your face in the water, push off to me, is designed that language is specific to get to that line quickly without an up or down motion. So everything we do, and I guess everything, you know, across ability levels, one of the main focuses is on body line and posture. You know, it is, it is that body posture that we're looking for and attempting to encourage and to keep in our swimmers. Now, why did I go into that huge diatribe about body line and posture across ability levels? Because it's a habit. Because maintaining soldier position while you swim, it's not easy. It requires uh, a, a full body engagement. You, know, you have to squeeze the, your back muscles if you're used to slouching. You have to suck in your belly a little bit, but still be able to breathe and use your diaphragm. But it requires engaging those stomach muscles along the sides that are, you don't normally do. 
it in, it requires tilting your hips forward and engaging your glutes just a little bit. Um, you have to pull your chin into your spine. These are all not very comfortable things to do. And when we ask our swimmers to do it while they're swimming, it needs to be a habit so they can focus on you know, race strategy. They can focus on moving their arms or kicking their feet or any number of different things, breathing. Beyond just the minutia, the small details of soldier position. So to get there, to get to a swimming well status, to get our participants to swim well and effectively, we need to create in them a habit of getting in soldier before they do anything else. And this is a recurring theme. The habit of doing streamlines when you push off the wall. The habit of not breathing on your first stroke. The habit of kicking the whole time while you're swimming. The habit of holding position 11 while your feet finish in breaststroke. The habit of lifting your hips up when your hands hit the water in butterfly. The habit of breathing at the beginning of your stroke. You know, there are all these different things that are required to swim well that are actually habits. I mean, we talk about if you go to a swim meet and you ask one of your, your swimmer, you know, what did the coach say? Like, well, I lifted my head up before my flip turn, so I went a second slower and I didn't get a best time by half a second. Well, that's a bad habit because at practice, when you get close to the wall, you freak out about not being able to breathe. You stop, lift your head up to take a breath like butterfly breath, and then you do your flip turn. Okay, that's a bad habit. So we want to establish good habits. So that's why we're talking about swimming in its whole is just a series of habits that you've formed through result of practice, whether that's because you were taught that way or because you've developed that way uh, because you think it's easier. So what does this mean to swim instructors and how can what can we take away from this? I'm going to look at these three articles and what they say you can do to form a habit and then we're going to apply that to how we can teach habits. So the first article here is from lifehack.org. Uh, and the first five items are, I think, some of the most important, or we'll say the first seven items are some of the most important ones from this article, and we'll take a look at them here. Um, so the first one is to commit to 30 days. So to create a habit, you have to do things for three or four weeks, and then it becomes an automatic habit. Now, for swim lessons, typically we have one-week intervals, so it's going to take a little bit longer to form a habit. Now, what this says to me is you need to be doing the same thing in your swim lessons all the time. You need to use the same language. You need to use the same scripts. You need to do things in the same way in order to establish a habit. So we have 30 minutes once a week with this person, and it may be the only time that they're in the water. So we need to make sure that every time they do something, it's done the same way in the same type of way in order to get the best results for that person to establish a good habit. And that's why we use our swim lesson plans if we have rotating instructors so they can follow the same lesson plan, they can follow the same scripts, they can use the same language, the same instruction, the same technique in order to get the best results across the board. So commit to 30 days, you got to do the same thing every time. So it may take two or three months for swim lessons and that's okay. You know, it's not going to be a quick thing unless they're coming to practice or they're coming to swim lessons two, three, four times a week. 
And if they are coming that often, again, that reinforces we, we as instructors need to have the same type of language, use the same scripts when we're ta- teaching these things, teach in the same way, use the same uh, hand positions or support ways. So doing a fr- supported front float, we should do it the same way. So they can establish a good habit on when they start doing it on their own. Number two from this is make it daily, do it all the time. Again, that ties into commit to 30 days. Number three, start simple. So if you want to create habits, you have to go in small increments. It's it's really difficult to do a fully new item or a new thing. It's hard to say. So, for example, um, I've recently decided to stop eating meat as much, and that's because you know the ecological footprint takes 17 acres to feed me a year versus one if I'm a vegetarian. Um, but I've been eating meat for so long that it's really hard for me not to do it at all. So I have to, and knowing how I work, you know, personally, I can't just drop it cold turkey. I have to incrementally slowly do something over time. So I'm phasing it out. So I don't eat, I don't buy it, but if it's in front of me, I'll eat it because, you know, I love meat. I think it's amazing, but it's just not, it's something that I'm willing to attempt to change. And, um, so, but I understand that I need to do things in small steps. So when you're creating habits for your swimmers, we do those habit formations in small steps. That's why we start in level one with supported glides. By we're doing glides, yeah, we're moving in the water with our body straight and our head down, but we're doing it with support. That's the first small step. Again, and if you've listened to this podcast, incremental progressions, you know, step by step, slowly integrating um, doing the next most difficult thing. You know, I talk about that a lot on this podcast is this slow, you know, step by step in, in, um, incremental progression where one step is a slightly more challenging than the next. Start simple. Uh, number four is remind yourself. Uh, number five, stay consistent. Number six, get a buddy and number seven, form a trigger. So I want to talk about remind yourself, stay consistent, and form a trigger. So in swim lessons, you know, this is all about habit formation, what you can do to create good habits. And then what we're taking away from this is how we can take these lessons and apply them as our as an instructor to swimming. So remind yourself. So remind your participants when they do it wrong. And, it you know, I've talked about this before as well. When you look at the... 10,000 hours to be a master at something. It's not necessarily 10,000 hours. It's a lot of time spent under a master, so a swim instructor, with correction when you make a mistake. So when someone makes a mistake in the swim lesson, we address it. We say, whoops, you lifted your head up. Next time, put your head down. That's a reminder. That's reminding yourself to do the habit when you deviate from that habit. So the instructor is there, and that's why the parents are paying us. They're paying us to be that reminder, to be that master that can correct their children's swimming mistakes or their their own mistakes if it's an adult lesson. So remind your participants when they do it wrong and remind your instructors to do it correctly. Stay consistent. So using, you know, if you use the swim lesson plans that we offer, then you have at your disposal the scripts, the languages, the progressions, the skills, Every, everything is standardized 
So you can do things in the same way over time, regardless of who's teaching the class. Uh, get a buddy, do it in a group. So when you have two people, they can feed off each other. Or if it's friends, they can be motivated. They motivate each other. And number seven, forming a trigger. So the script. Arms out in front of you, shoulders in the water, or shoulders in the water, arms out in front of you, face in the water, push off to me. That's a trigger for, okay, I'm hearing this sequence of words. Now I'm remembering, oh, now's the time I have to do all this stuff for streamline or front glide or back glide. So using triggers. And this is something that I'm kind of interested in is using associative image triggers. So maybe getting a giant cheeseburger thing putting it on the bottom of the pool and saying, look at the cheeseburger. When you see the cheeseburger, do your streamline. And what that is doing is it's creating an associative visual memory to the cheeseburger. Cause why is there a cheeseburger on the bottom of the pool? It, it's so re- ridiculous and fantastic that it's going to trigger this memory and this description and this vision of doing a streamline. So every time they go underwater and they look at the bottom of the pool and they see a cheeseburger, they're going to immediately do a streamline. It's creating that automatic response, creating a habit, right? So there are these steps from this article on how you can create habits. We can apply that to our swim lessons. And uh, we do that through our swim lesson plans. So the next uh, article in a slightly different uh approach to creating a habit, five scientific ways to build habits that stick. We're going to look at the first three. So number one, make micro quotas and macro goals. So look at small wins. Can you do go underwater? Can you uh, do a supported front glide? Can you do a supported back glide? And then our macro goal, do you streamline when you push off the wall and do you keep your body in soldier when you swim freestyle? Those are our ultimate goals. And we're going to take these small steps and these small achievable goals to get to that end result. So can you level one, can you do a supported front glide with your body straight and put your face in the water? Level two, so these are the small goals. Level two, can you do a streamline on your own? (laughs) Can you do the streamline and kick? Can you do the streamline, stay in streamline and move your arms to get yourself about five yards? That's small incremental steps. Level three, can you streamline, again, body posture, can you streamline with kicks, complicated motion, can you streamline with kicks and do three strokes and take a breath? So we're layering on more complex things. Once you have this habit of doing a streamline, we're going to build on that streamline because freestyle is essentially maintaining soldier, maintaining streamline and moving your arms and feet. So make these small goals and then have a large end result that you're looking for. Number two, create behavior chains. This ties right into it. When you streamline, you kick. When you streamline, you start swimming after that. So it's there's this connected chain of events that you do. Streamline first, then swim. Put your face in the water, then streamline. Okay, it, You tie together these things. So then you have a chain of events that are themselves become a habit. So if you want to do freestyle or front crawl, you do your streamline first, you begin kicking, and then you start moving your arms, and then you do the breathing. That's the chain of events. Underwater, streamline, streamline with kicks, 
streamline with kicks and arms, streamline with kicks, arms, and a breath. Right? So we're adding on to that base of going underwater, but streamlining or soldier position. Uh, and then number three, eliminate excessive options. So we don't want to do freestyle five or seven different ways. We want to have it this, this one channel, this one path. Um, okay, and then finally, I'm just going to briefly go over this one. It's worth reading the whole article, though. Uh, the three R's of habit change, reminder, routine, and reward. And I think that's really important. And when for instructors, when we're teaching the habit of swimming, we want to remember to remind our participants, give them the opportunity to be reminded of what their goal is. Now, I think this is, again, with a cheeseburger, put a, a model of a cheeseburger or a picture of a cheeseburger on the bottom of the pool right near the T mark. Every time your participant does a streamline or sees that cheeseburger, they're going to think, oh, I need to do a streamline. You know, that's a reminder. Or it couldn't be just the coach saying or the instructor, yo, do a streamline. You forgot to do one. Every instance that they see someone not do one uh, or in every instruction. Remember, the first thing you do is push off the wall and streamline and then blah, 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 do whatever we're doing. All right. So reminding our participants at every step that here is the, you know, reminding them what the habit should be. Uh, number two, routine. So do everything the same way. Follow the script. Use a lesson plan. Do three times streamline plus something else. Follow the same type of routine. Uh, the same type of teaching structure. So the short distance training, three times plus streamline plus something else. That's designed to be similar and you can swap in and out different things following the same fr same framework so that the participants have a really good grasp on what to expect and then how to build up on things. And then finally, number three, give a reward. And for swim instructors, it's a thumbs up, it's a high five, it's a well done, it's recognition for their effort. And I'm saying that specifically, it's not recognition for them being talented or being smart. I'm saying recognition for their effort, for their attempt at doing whatever we're asking them to do. So remind them before they do it, make it a routine so they're always doing it the same way, and give them a reward when they do it well. And then following these three R's, the three R's of habit change, uh, which comes from this article, um, then our participants are going to be better suited to learn how to swim faster and they're going to have a good base on which to draw from and then be able to do more complicated things in the future. I'm looking at swimming in a long, broad terms. You know, my challenge as a coach, as a swim instructor, is to get my participants swimming well, quickly, but effectively um, for them. And, you know, I have right now in our program a six-year-old that started swimming with us when he was four, three and a half, four. And he's now the highest he, his age will allow him to go in our program. And he's a phenomenal swimmer. And a lot of this is him and his family. They they get him to swim practice. They get him to swim lessons. And he's motivated and interested in swimming and swimming well. Uh, but he's been through our program and he's highly successful because he has these habits that we've taught him over time. Body line, posture, 
kicking, breathing to the side, maintaining that body lying posture while you swim, streamlining when you push off the wall. He has all these good habits because he's interested and motivated, but also because we've reinforced, we've reminded him, we've created the routine, we've given him the rewards. You know, there's this, there are these examples of, of in, you know, great successes. I and mean, he just went a 40, he's six. He went, a, what did he do? A 47 in the 50 meter freestyle yesterday. He went uh, two minutes in the 100 meter breaststroke. You know, he's six. 100 meters, breaststroke, two minutes. That, I mean, that's phenomenal for a breaststroke. It's a complicated, highly difficult skill, but he loves it. He does it well. He's learned how to swim based on our, our t- the system that I've outlined here, and he's succeeding at it. Uh, and it's because we've given him the habits to do swimming well. And that's the, the framework for which, you know, like I said, my challenge as a swim instructor, as a coach, is getting my swimmers to behave in these habits. And part of that challenge, part of the reason we use games, part of the reason we use our scripts, the different things we do, is all tying back into, well, what habit do we want them to get into? And how can we approach that habit in new and interesting ways, but also maintain the same language, the same scripts, the same format? You know, that that's the challenge of creating fun and interesting swim lessons. Um, when playing fun and effective swim games is to make it different, but keep it the same. You know, that, that's kind of, that, that's a challenge. And that's what we're exploring with this podcast and the website swimming lessons ideas. So I want to know what you think. You know, have you used the viewpoint as a program director, as a swim instructor, as a swim coach? Have you approached your swimming as teaching a habit? And if you have, what have you done to reinforce those habits? Or what have you put into place in your program to establish a culture, which is itself just a, a social habit? You know, What have you done to create those habits or to make those habits manifest in your swimmers? How do you get your swimmers to streamline every time when they push off the wall? You know, What habits are you creating for them and what are your habits to get them to do that? Connect with me on Twitter at Swimming Ideas. Send me an email. Jeff at swimmingideas.com or connect with us on Facebook, Swimming Ideas uh, on Facebook. So, you know, I'd love to hear your response from this. I, you know, I definitely want to know, you know, what are your thoughts? Have you approached swimming as teaching habits? Um, and what habits do you teach or do you think are important when it comes to swimming and swim lessons? Uh, thank you for your time listening to this podcast. Uh, and I know that summer is a busy time, so. Uh, make sure you are making time uh, for yourself as well. But thank you again for listening. Uh, take care, and tomorrow we can teach better swim lessons together. Mm-hmm.